Welcome into the For the Throne Dynasty podcast, starring your defending champion, Cascade Bear, Stirk Daddy, Justin STP6, Andy Pollock, Randy Santarelli, D. Slackey, the debut of House Deets, Candle Still Lit, Little Slads, WGL 1035, Prince Palmer 17, Lefty 79, and Bucks in 6. Welcome into the For the Throne Dynasty podcast. This is team profile number two. This episode is going to be focusing in on our newest member. The candle is still lit. How's it doing? Good, man. Appreciate the introduction. Happy to be a part of the league. Pumped to take down Danny Slacky this year. And again, just happy to be a part of the league. So we have a couple sections. Obviously, your team is going to be a little unique because we're actually on the third manager of this squad. So we just need some longevity in this league. Honestly, man, I could tell based on my depth that I am the third manager in the last four years, just in terms of activity. With that being said, I'm excited about the challenge, and I think my spot in this league is here to stay. So, I've just one question to start with, and then we're going to get into, we would call them fan questions, but they're basically just other members of our league questions. The first question I have for you is, obviously we had been talking sporadically throughout the year, you know, about... You brought up how you, you love hearing from Slacky, you know, when he talks about Dynasty. What was it really that brought you in and, and got you interested in the idea of a Dynasty League? Obviously, we're together in a redraft league in the Goons League, but this is a completely different animal. Yeah, you kind of just said it right there. I mean, honestly, man, I've been a huge fantasy sports fan my whole life and sports in general, of course, but I've never dove into any sort of Dynasty, even Keeper League, let's say. So it's always something that I've been interested in. I know it's a big time commitment as I'm doing a podcast on February 2nd for a season in the fall. With that being said, I'm just excited for the challenge and the fact that, you know, there, there is no off season, let's say, and, and there's always conversations to be had and just the whole dynamic of Dynasty in general, uh, I'm really excited for. And I, I, like I said, I've always loved fantasy sports, so use my sports knowledge to do well in this league all right so we have six questions that were submitted from members of the league you are coming in with no knowledge of them but like i said none of them are like overly difficult for you to answer so i'm just going to kind of rattle them off the first question that was submitted was is the candle still lit (laughs) it is not as much um just because dj wilson hasn't been in the league consistently the last year or so. We had a pretty solid stint with the Raptors, I believe, about a month ago. So it was lit then. And, um, you know, just trying to find that spark. And I think uh, dominating Slacky this fall will, will definitely be a spark for that. <laughs> Make the candle inflame itself even higher. The second question is, on a scale of Spaceballs, who's the previous owner or manager, on a scale of Spaceballs to Logan... How active will you be in this league? I love that question. That's a good, that's a, that's a 
opposite side of the spectrum scale right there. <laughs> um, I'd lean Logan side. I'd say I'd be 66% Logan, or like towards the Logan side, let's say. Um, I mean, I am just a communicative person in general and like talking to others. So I feel like just in terms of my activity in the off season, that'll be fun. And um, again, I'd say 66%, like closer to Logan side of activity. The third question is, just from the the gl- few glances you've given your squad, how do you feel about it overall? Another good question. Um, alluded to this early, worried about my depth. I like my core. Kittle at tight end, I, I'm excited about. Najee at RB1, I mean, I, after looking at a couple of dynasty rankings, he... he is pretty consensus top three <clears throat> RB, if not top three overall dynasty asset. I do have the Pollard-Zeke combo, which is going to be interesting to work with just based on the fact that Zeke feels like he's towards the end of his career and Pollard is 24 with fresh legs. So just trying to understand how I'm going to value both those players. But on the surface, I think my team is, you know, competitive at least and solid enough to be able to take to the next level without too much changing let's say the good thing about your team too is uh previous managers did not trade away really any of your picks so at least you have something to work with and kind of build around as well with Najee and just kind of fill in the gaps that you need yeah definitely so the next one is a question that was already asked but um i'll just kind of read it it says first off welcome to the league candle do you see yourself being more involved in interacting with the league, unlike the previous manager, which you kind of alluded to already that you believe you will? Yep. The fifth question is, next time we go out in Milwaukee, can you please leave some ladies for the rest of us? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Slacky, I, I feel like <laughs> I feel like I have to be saying the same thing about you, man. Yeah, he's, a, yeah, ca- he's a chiropractor now. He's a chiropractor. He's probably making like six figs. Yeah, it must be nice, man. <clears throat> the last question is, I'm very interested in Alan Lazard. Would you take J.D. McKissick for him straight up? <laughs> Honestly, on the surface, that seems like a pretty solid offer. And I do have like 22 Packers on my squad, so that might be a good decision. Um, But no, Lazard, I mean, Lazard's interesting because my favorite... NFL player Devontae Adams, the best receiver of all time, may or may not be wearing the green and gold this fall. So Lazard could pretty quickly turn into a top 20 type guy that I'm willing to hold on to more than get rid of. Okay, so the very first thing we're going to do here is, obviously you had no part of it, but we're going to go through uh, just the, the first 10 rounds of this startup draft that Rowdy had. Um, and you know, if there's any notes you have on any of the, any of these players, uh, you can just kind of make mention of it. Um, we're going to start by looking at the startup and then also the rookie draft from that first year. Um, <clears throat> there's actually quite a few players that are in this list that are still on your team, which, mm-hmm. you know, that could be good, but also not good. You know, if there's a player you would have wished to move at a specific time. Mm-hmm. So if we look at the startup, the number two overall pick was Zeke. And obviously, like you said, he's getting up there in age, and obviously his production definitely fell off a little bit this year. 
uh, I was just expl- or we were just having a conversation about how much dynasty changes year after year and how much the NFL changes more than any other sports te- uh, league in terms of like people getting in trouble, people just wearing out, becoming a free agent. Todd Gurley's the number one example, still on Little Slads' roster. So, but Zeke, I mean, he's still on your team right now. Do you have an, like an overall thought on Zeke? Two kind of. I mean, you again, you kind of just alluded to it. I'm worried about the legs. He's what probably 27, 28. He's been around for a while. He's probably led the NFL in carries. Oh yeah, four of his first seven seasons, are roughly. I don't, I, Derek Henry too, maybe. But the main thing about him, I'm happy to have Pollard. 26, so younger than you think, but his body definitely okay, doesn't look that right. way. So, um, that you're I mean, Pollard. I'm like Zeke's been what an RB one the last seven years in fantasy. Yeah, so, so it's not like I'm not excited about owning him, especially at an RB two spot. So since he started in the league, 2016, he was RB two, 13, five, three, nine, seven. Even this year, he was seven, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean, Dallas high powered offense, young offense. I don't mind that being the pick at the time because, for example, some other running backs in that range were Saquon and McCaffrey, who screwed me in one redraft league this year. Um, so Zeke's been relatively healthy, and, yeah, I'm excited about it. The number, the second round pick was the 211, and it was George Kittle. I believe he was the first tight end taken. Just due to his age. Well, now we're three years later. He's 28. But uh, tight ends. I mean, he's he's one of the top producing guys. Looking at his career, he's finished as the tight end 19, 3, 2, 4, and 19. So he's been a top five tight end, which doesn't sound great, but when you think about the landscape of it, it's pretty good. Especially when he's one that can explode at any time. Um, you kind of mentioned he was one of your cornerstones of your team as well. I'm excited about Kittle, mainly because of his personality. Kittle's my guy, the only 49er player I actually like. Think about him. I feel like he he has those months where, for example, like just this past November even, he was scoring like 33 games in a row. But then I'll also have those months where he's getting two catches for 28 yards three games in a row. Yeah. So I'm hoping for more consistency from him. But again, Kittle's just the homie, so I'm pumped to have him at TE. Yeah, so the third pick was uh, Deshaun Watson in the fourth. And, you know, Deshaun Watson's an interesting case study. I know you recently texted me saying you actually are pretty excited to have him on the squad. Obviously, he didn't play at all this last year. Um, His boy, Brian Flores, has obviously been in the news. You know, there was very strong rumors wherever Brian Flores would end up. That would also be where, you know, they try to trade for Deshaun Watson. This is crazy to me. So remove last season where he was the quarterback 193. I don't even think he saw a snap. But so 2020, 19, and 18, he was the quarterback five exactly three straight years. So he was just dominant. He's very mobile. And it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with him in the offseason. Couldn't agree more. I mean, it's funny because I was going to say it feels like the three or four years before last year he – was a top five quarterback, so it's funny. He was five exactly each of the last three years before last season. I've gotten a couple bites already about people about t- league members scooping him. And, again, this is just what's interesting about Dynasty. Is, and one of the reasons I'm excited about it is because 
I already kind of alluded to this as well. Like Lazard, for example, he could be a WR one fringe guy, or it could be like a flex fringe guy, depending on what happens to the rest of the receiver room. And Deshaun Watson is similar as well. You know, it's like yeah. he, Deshaun Watson might not play an NFL snap the rest of his life, or he could be a, the top five quarterback again this fall. So yeah. understanding that and making sure I don't trade him to Danny for, for not a great package, just treading water lightly with Deshaun Watson, because he is a quarterback that I targeted pretty heavily in redraft before he did whatever he did. Yeah. The, th- the next pick was another fourth-round pick, and it was actually Devontae Freeman. So entering the year, he was coming off a running back 99 season. So he did have seasons of running back 1, 6, and 15 with Atlanta. But then outside of that, he's obviously gotten up there in age. I mean, look at this transaction list right now for him. Drop, add, drop, add, drop, add, drop, add many different times. And he did actually start quite a few games with the Ravens this year just due to injuries. But um, is he on your team? I don't I don't think he is, right? Yeah, he's on Sturk Daddy, so obviously we don't really need to talk about him too much. The fifth round, Tyreek Hill was a fifth round. Wait, pick. really quick, really quick. Let's yeah. go back to Devontae Freeman. He was the RB1 overall <laughs> one year. Yeah, in 2015. At, with he went from RB. Yeah, he was a stud with Atlanta. <laughs> And then he only played 15 turned into too. the Trevor Ariza of the NFL <laughs> yeah. pretty quick. Journeyman. So, yeah, the next pick was Tyreek Hill in the fifth, which is wild because right now in startups, I mean, you know, how old is Tyreek Hill? He's, uh, let me get 28. 27. So, 27. And obviously, with Mahomes there, he's always going to be a top guy. He's been ranked 6218 the last four years. So, but obviously you don't have money on your team. But the fifth round, uh, Rowdy getting him was huge, especially as he made a run for the title in that year. The sixth round, this is a player that is still on your roster. It's Allen Robinson for the Bears. Uh, I believe at the time he was drafted for our league, he was a Jaguar, and he was known as the guy that was quarterback proof. Not this last year, and that's for sure. I mean, he was injured a lot, but. He definitely disappointed. If you look, he was the wide receiver 81. He was terrible. And he was coming off of ranks wide receiver 9 and wide receiver 7 the last two years. So actually when he was drafted, he was a bear. Um, But, you know, what are your thoughts about Allen Robinson right now? Honestly, the answer I gave for Deshaun Watson fits Robinson even more. You know, like, he was probably a WR, fringe WR1 the three years before last year. And last year he sucked. <laughs> so it's tough. Like, I, I, I've already gotten a couple bites on him too. Yeah. You're just gonna, and I don't know what's gonna what team he's gonna be on. Yeah, you're, he could be. He could. That's probably your best bet is to wait and see. You know what could be worse than having the Bears throw him the ball? He could be going to a better system where you have a good quarterback and then he's back to relevance. Right. So I mean, he's never had a good quarterback in his career. Right. Every situation is Blake different. Bortles? Um, Nick Foles. Yeah, so the next pick was a seventh-round pick, and it was Tyler Boyd, who is also still on your roster. He, the last AFC four years. AFC champion Tyler Boyd. Yeah, that is wild. And, he, you know, he's kind of the third fiddle now with, with Cincinnati, but he has been ranked 16, 18, 29, and 31. So that was 2018 to let this year. You can see he's slowly but surely falling off. I still consider him a pretty good wide receiver, to be honest. He's only 27, so... Honestly, 16 and 18, those two years, is pretty surprising. But you asked about my 
analysis of my team after a couple looks, he's like one of the players I'm more excited about owning just mm. based on what the Bengals have done. And I th- those were thoughts I had before the playoff run they went on too. Yeah. So, I mean, not that I want any of this to happen, but if Higgins or Chase ever goes down in the next couple of years, Boyd, Boyd's a top two wide receiver and one of the best passing offenses and could be a top 20 guy again potentially pretty easily. So yeah, He signed a four-year deal with Cincinnati um, that has him under contract through 2023. So you'd still have two years with him there. He's making around $10 million, so he's clearly a valued piece of the but offense. But again, Boyd could be a guy that after that year yeah. he is the number one on another team and yeah. that could even increase his value, you know, so... Another seventh-round pick was Kareem Hunt. He's no longer with your team, but kind of interesting there um, for him to be taken in the middle. <laughs> then came Mitchell Trubisky, who was a ninth-round pick. Uh, so he was clearly the starter of the Bears at that time, which I'm sure that he drafted him to uh, pair with Allen Robinson, but that was his first court, no second quarterback he took because he did take Watson. Uh, Trubisky obviously he doesn't have. This one was an odd one. So Golden Tate was a ninth-round pick as well. That's a name drop for sure, because he is no longer on a roster. He actually got cut from the Titans practice squad. He has not been a top 80 uh, wide receiver since 2019. Honestly, man, screw Golden Tate. Scored that touchdown in the 2014 NFC Championship game. I I don't even want to see his name on this list, let alone my (laughs) roster. It's a good thing he's not on your roster. Uh, And then the 10th round, we had Jarrett Cook, who is literally the only tight end on Scrappy's roster right now. I think Jared Scrappy, Cook. you got to upgrade tight end, man. <laughs> Jared Cook scored four fan- fantasy points the last three years every game. <laughs> yeah, and he was a Packer, right? I'm only saying that out of frustration because mm-hmm. Hawkinson got hurt this previous year during the playoffs, and I was riding Cook mm. two receptions for 15 yards every <laughs> week. But yeah, Jared Cook. So that's that's going to be Packer his... legend, but <laughs> Scrappy's guy. And then the only other name of note would be in the 20th, you got Justin Tucker. Um, I know you were kind of frustrated because you saw I have Evan McPherson, who's the Bengals uh, kicker. And he's actually, what is he, 20 or 21? But he's just lights out. beast. Yeah. So, I mean, if we were to really compare, he's 22. Obviously, rookie year. Logan told me that Justin Tucker, as we speak, is still the number one kicker in dynasty it's either him and any league members who listen to this let me know if you agree with that because i don't agree with that even <laughs> though he's on my team it's a kicker it's it you could literally exp- you could change kickers are a crapshoot exactly exactly yeah. this, so. so um but he is arguably the best kicker of all time so very rarely are you going to lose points for him i'm surprised danny hasn't hit me up with like a couple of first-round picks. I've already done Justin Tucker player for for like in like a 10th round of our <laughs> Goons draft. What? So then we turn over to the, the rookie draft, and it looks like an, the number two overall pick, they took David Montgomery. He's obviously not with your team as well. We went back and we looked, and it was Montgomery and Jacobs at the top with TJ Hawkinson. Um, and then it was Kyler Murray. So if you look at those top four, there wasn't really any of those guys right at the top that you – Probably would have wanted. Yeah, I mean, those are Hawkinson, all, you got Kittle. Those guys are all like solid fantasy yeah. players, but none of them are like, ah, damn, I wish I had him. You go back a little bit, then there's like DK Metcalf and AJ Brown, but obviously they weren't even considerate in consideration. There. Right. Then we have Paris Campbell, not on your roster. Uh, Devin White, I believe he's a linebacker for the Buccaneers, and I think he's on your roster. Right? Yep. 
Okay, so that's a nice IDP. And then you have your boy who's drafted in the third round, Daniel Jones, who the Giants have committed to being their quarterback, according to what they've been saying. I hope Deshaun Watson doesn't go there. (laughs) Wait, really quick. Paris Campbell, he's the receiver on the Colts, right? Yeah, he's been injured a lot. So he was a first-round pick. He he must have been. He was was 111, right? uh, He actually traded to get that pick. So out of college, he was clearly a good dynasty asset. And now he's just Ducks, Flex, and Goons League. Yeah, I guess. Um, okay, so I think the best thing to do here would just be kind of going, before we go into the next draft, just kind of reviewing, just so you can kind of see what happened to the squad in the first year. So the team actually went 8-5. and five. They were the four seed, so they did not get a bye. You saw that they went 1-1 one and one in the playoffs. So they won their first round matchup, and then Rowdy actually lost to Randy. If you look at some of his core players, we already talked about Deshaun Watson was the quarterback 5. Zeke was the running back three. Tyler Boyd was wide receiver 18. David Montgomery running back 23. So all these are, you know, QB1, QB2, or like in the first or second tier. Uh, George Kittle was the tight end two. Devontae Freeman was the running back 20. Look at this right here. Tyreek Hill was the wide receiver 31. Mm. So even if he played like halfway normal, there was a chance this team could have won a championship. Uh, He beat Justin in the quarterfinals by about 54 points. And then lost to Randy by about 17 and a half. Damn, St. Peter. Tough week for you, man. <laughs> just the absolute blowout. Wait, but really quick. Was Tyreek ever good before that season? Was that just a, a blip in the radar season? Because I feel like every year he's been a top 10 receiver. Yeah, I mean, and, and he had Mahomes, right? Or did was that the Alex Smith year? Maybe. So when he was the wide receiver 31, it was 2019. And before that, he was wide receiver 1, wide receiver 8. The two oh, years damn. prior. So clearly he's been... And, his rookie year, he was the wide receiver 19. Wait, did he miss games that year then or something? That's a good question. He actually played 12 games, so he definitely missed four games then. Yeah. So that could have definitely been a contributor to it. Wow, so that, but it, WR won the year before so that. 2019. If we could take a look here, it actually gives us a nice breakdown. He didn't play weeks two through five. Hmm. So... So he was actually... Look at, I mean, look at his scores. He still scored double digits for the playoffs. I was going to say, so he nothing benefited crazy. this roster yeah. that he didn't play weeks two through five. So if he was there, you know, Roddy could have definitely got a higher, higher, right. uh, you know, a higher, uh, you know, seed. Okay, and then, so, long story short, Rowdy was replaced due to inappropriate behavior with, with the only female in our league. You know, not good conversations or conduct that he was conducting with them so he was replaced um honestly man first time here and why he was replaced but we'll but everybody was all the rest of that it was unanimous everybody wanted him out everybody wanted him out so you know it was a good move honestly it was uh additionally i know randy did not like him because he was always negative in the chat (sighs) and randy just got really i'm only bringing positivity randy trust me So, as a result, we had an expansion draft because not only was um, not only was he replaced, but also Little Slads, a.k.a. Scrappy, was granted Scrappy. into the league. So we had two teams. We were already set into, into movement. If we have multiple teams that leave the league, we do an expansion draft where we put every asset together into a pool and you draft from it. So clearly your team saw a lot of movement. You did keep Watson, and you kept Zeke. You kept Devontae Freeman. You gained Marquise Brown. Do you like that gain? Honestly, yeah. I mean, 
I was looking at some stuff a couple days ago about him. His target share is up there with some of the better receivers. He had a pretty solid year overall. I know target share for him means doesn't mean as much because Lamar probably throws less than some other guys getting the similar target share. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, I mean, Hollywood, uh, he's a solid dynasty asset. I mean, Rashad Bateman, I went to Minnesota, so he's my guy, and I'm worried about him taking over the WR1 role yeah. in Baltimore. But either way, I think Hollywood will be solid. I think he's got a pretty high floor. A lot of games, I feel like Hollywood's going like eight grabs, 50 <laughs> yards, where it's yeah. like, I don't know, it's kind of boring, but I'll take that 13. So I have to inform you of some breaking news because it's very important NFC North information. As we speak? Yes. Jim Harbaugh has informed the Vikings he is returning to Michigan. Really? Yeah, so he's not. That is actually shocking after seeing a bunch of pictures of Harbaugh in a Vikings <laughs> In a Vikings coat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So it would be interesting to see. Obviously, we have Randy and Andy, who are Viking fans in the league. So I don't know how they're feeling about that. Our group chat's probably popping right now. <laughs> so another flex that was taken was Duke Johnson, kind of irrelevant. I don't even know. Do you have him on your roster still? I don't think so. Might have been no. cut, to be honest. Um, Wait, wasn't he like the RB1 for a bit? RB1? Um, Duke Johnson? For, for the Dolphins? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, I don't know why I dropped him then. So... Hunter Henry, do you, you still have him I on do, your team, right? Yeah. So that's a nice, that's a nice tight end backup, to be honest. Eh. I mean, he'll, he'll no, 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 it's <laughs> like one game. No, it's a good backup, but Hunter Henry is just like the most boring fantasy name. <laughs> yeah, he was great when he was with the Chargers. Um, yeah, he, he actually started really good for the Patriots. Jamal Williams, you still have him on the squad, right? Oh no, I don't, I don't think, think I do. do. No, that, I, no, that was in a previous. Tr- I'm uh, telling you, my trail. RB depth. Is, yeah, not good. I mean, I got like DJ Dallas. Daniel Sanders, I think you have him. Yeah. Okay, so Emmanuel Sanders, it's a wide receiver depth for that. Wait, shout out to Emmanuel Sanders, though. He's been around forever. Yeah, and I feel is. like he's, he's got to have... Where is he? Is it the Saints? The Niners? He was the, the Broncos? Like Peyton, right? On yeah. the Broncos? Yeah. He's probably over, at over 10,000 career yards. I wouldn't be surprised. But if you look at the bench, there's not many key pieces that are still with your roster or important, well, to be honest. Is like, John Ross even in the league still? <laughs> that is a name. Eric Weddle, he came, he came back out of retirement. Too bad I couldn't use him during the playoffs. Yeah. So... Not really much to take here. The the key takeaway from the expansion draft is keeping Deshaun Watson, Zeke, Marquise Brown. I mean, getting Marquise Brown. You did lose Tyreek though, and I know you were like, "What the hell's going on?" Yeah, yeah. Um, they had the option to keep X amount of players, and he decided not to keep Tyreek. So, did keep Kittle though. Okay, oh, really quick, how many players can you keep uh, in this expansion count? draft? In the expansion draft, I believe it was four that you could keep. And everybody else was shuffled through. Okay, right. So obviously you won't have to worry about you know saving players anymore. No, no for sure, right? On twelve, if we look at his season, so he finished six and seven. He missed the playoff by sixty three points. He actually took eighth. Um, you can see some of his core players again. Deshaun Watson was the quarterback five. Zeke RB nine. Allen Robinson wide receiver nine. And he also had Marvin Jones who finishes the wide receiver eighteen with Detroit. So he's no longer with the team. He missed the playoffs. But the good times were about to roll in for this squad, as you kind of know. And he, I mean, like, Marvin Jones, the wide receiver 18. Yeah, was he the wide receiver one for the Lions at the time? I think he was. I think he was, yeah. Marvin Jones, man. I feel like he was the wide receiver 18 the last five years. But whenever <laughs> I start him once, if I get him on waivers or I'm in a league where I have him, and yeah. he just always screws me, I feel like, so. 
Um, actually, I would say the good times came the not this season, but the the season afterwards. So if you look at his 2020 rookie draft, he didn't have a first. So the reason he didn't have a first is because do you remember you pointed out Paris Campbell? He yeah. actually traded away a future first to move up and get Paris Campbell, who was a nothing. He's been injured his whole Just career. a zoo of a move. <laughs> yeah. So his first pick was in the rookie draft, 209, and obviously that wasn't this manager, it was the first guy. Uh, 209, he took Brandon Ayuk. Well, that's, that's pretty good value, I'd say. Ayuk's a beast, man. I love Ayuk. Unless he's catching balls in the Packers. but. And then he had three other picks that weren't the best. Uh, I think DJ Dallas is still on your roster. But... I just told you, he's my RB4, so <laughs> yeah. I hope he is. Yeah. So, But outside of that, I think the other two he actually ended up cutting. So not great with that. Uh, if we go and we look at last season... Or I guess it would be season three. Um, well, in order to get there, I'm, I'm probably way out of whack. But, yeah, but so this past rookie draft, um, he actually took fifth. He took eighth place in our league and ended up winning the lottery. Like, what the <laughs> hell is going on? He got the number one pick, which I'm sure right now you're ecstatic about, ecstatic about, because he ended up walking away with Najee Harris. So he's going to be a key building block for you, I'm assuming, moving forward with the 101. And then also, you are just talking about on Twitter, you heard that he's a bi candidate and sleeper quality is Zach Wilson with Dude, a 205. That's my guy. So, to be honest, it was a pretty solid draft. If you look yeah, at those looking two back at it, I mean, I, like in all honesty, I'm pretty pumped about Zach Wilson for Dynasty. I like Michael Carter. I like Elijah Moore. I like the fact that they probably have a shit ton of high picks the next couple of years yeah, yeah. still, too. So This got put weapons around. Rodgers said some good things about Zach Wilson during <laughs> that joint practice back in August. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. Cool. I mean, I got the two... Brightest, youngest quarterbacks in the league, Zach Wilson and Daniel Jones. <laughs> so if you look at season three, he finished 7-7, seven and seven, 500. He missed the playoffs by a tiebreaker of 104 points. So you can see the last two years, he missed purely due to not scoring enough points. It's really what it came down to. Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback six. Zeke wide running back seven. Najee was the running back three. Marquise Brown, wide receiver, 22. But if you look at the first half of the season, he was a top yeah, was 10 good. wide receiver. He just kind of fell off with injury and just um, inefficient performance. George Kittle was the tight end, 4. And Hunter Henry was the tight end, 10. Honestly, so, man. He actually flexed a, Hunter Henry. That's a good league. squad overall when mm-hmm. you look at it. I mean, QB6, two top seven RBs, number four tight end. Yeah. I mean, Marquise Brown was probably his running back one for the year. It should have been Allen Robinson, but he was out most of the year. So it was just kind of a plug-and-play for that second wide receiver most of the No, no, for sure, but... Okay, and that's really where we're at right now. So um, before we kind of get into your depth chart and how you feel about your squad overall, I just want to show you the trades that took place um, with your squad. And um, this does not include the startup draft because I don't have those on record. I'm sure if I went all the way back, I could find them. But this is really including picks and players. So let's review. There is a total of five trades from this year and the previous year. Starting in 2020, uh, your squad ended up receiving Mark Ingram, a third-round pick which turned into Darrington Evans. Do you know who that is? Running back (laughs) Buccaneers, maybe? You got half of it, right? He's actually on the Titans. So he's a pass-catching running back, backup for Derrick Henry. So... The 307, which ended up being Joshua Kelly, 
who's a running back on the Chargers. And then the 406, which was DJ Dallas. Just three RBs that <laughs> do nothing for so, me. So, Mark Ingram, Darrington Evans, Joshua Kelly, and DJ Dallas is who you got in exchange for sending away Brandon Cooks, who's been pretty solid, and the 309, which ended up being an Antonio Gandy-Golden, who hasn't really done much with Washington. How do you feel about that trade? I got screwed, <laughs> honestly. But you got your running back, Dev. That's what you want. No, you're not wrong. I mean, <laughs> B. Cooks is solid. Yeah, he would have um, been a great flex piece for you. Mark to be Ingram, is he going to be fantasy relevant again? Probably not. Is he on your squad still? Yeah. No. <laughs> like, wait, really quick, speaking of him, he was on the Saints last year, right? He was, but I think they actually traded him. He was on Houston. And then they traded him over to, oh, they just released the three Vikings finalists. Raheem Morris, Ramsey. Or uh, uh, Buccaneers defense coordinator, right? Yeah, yeah. Kevin O'Connell, Rams offensive coordinator, and Patrick Graham, Giants defensive coordinator. So that's a pretty weak list. But yeah, I mean, Mark. Let's look at Mark Ingram right now. They're, they're interviewing the offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator of the Rams. Yeah, they like that. Staff. And the defensive coordinator for the Giants. I didn't even know that was anything special. But yeah, so he was running back seventy six this year, um, and he started with Houston. He started with Baltimore. And then moved over to oh no sorry he moved he started in Houston and then moved over to Baltimore via a trade. So let's look at the second trade. This one you're gonna like a lot. So you ended up getting Tony Pollard, which you were just talking about, mm-hmm. from me, in exchange for Preston Williams, who was a slightly promising wide receiver for the Dolphins, but he's been hurt his whole career, and a fourth, which ended up turning into Patrick Sertain. Bro, what are you doing, man? So, you got screwed. Yeah, Steven. I definitely screwed. lost that. I, I lost you, that sir. one for sure. No, I'm messing with you. I mean, you don't really know until after the fact, but I feel like yeah, this one, good I would definitely lean Pollard. Now, this one is just, it's been a constant, like, joke in our league. So, Will, <laughs> I know you said you're you're looking forward to getting to know Will, but so he randomly was searching through, like, the player database on Sleeper, and he came across, it was literally a player profile, and the name was Duplicate Player, and it was a tight end. It had no stats, nothing at all. He picked them up in the league, and your counterpoint ended up trading Mitchell Trubisky to Will for that imaginary duplicate player. Just a complete nonsense yeah. trade. <laughs> Honestly, I, I like that trade. We'll, we'll see what Get duplicate player turns into. <laughs> so, yeah, that was hilarious that is when we found that. Um, I think that one moment of the year last year on our podcast award. So, so I've only made two trades the last, or excuse me, five trades the last two years. Correct. Yeah. And this one does not count. The duplicate player. Well, yeah. It's like four, essentially. Okay, so now this one is, has a little bit more meat to it. So, let, should we talk about who you got first? So, you started by getting Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, you love Aaron Rodgers, and he was great last year for fantasy. Probably going to win at back-to-back MVP. Yeah. So, we yeah, got yeah, Aaron sure. Rodgers. Uh, now, the the one thing a lot of analysts have been saying is because Tom Brady's retiring, they could see them like doing some bullshit where they just send him off with an MVP. What do you be pissed? Oh, I, <laughs> I don't really give a shit. I mean, Rodgers <laughs> should win MVP. He had a great season. I don't think it was like a 2011-2014 season, but yeah. whatever. I think I'll win it, yeah. So you got Aaron Rodgers. You got Marquez Valdez-Scantling, which I actually read a rumor about. That Rogers said if he would leave, because obviously we know that's a possibility, but if he would leave, he'd want two players to come with him. Devontae Adams and MVS. I'm like, where did MVS come from? That's actually absurd, so I'll hold <laughs> on to him. So, Aaron Rodgers, MVS, 
uh, a fourth this year. So obviously we don't know who that's going to turn into. And another fourth this year. So you got two fourths, Aaron Rodgers and MVS. You gave away Ben Roethlisberger, clearly an, an, an irrelevant is asset. Draft. Right? Cordero Patterson, who is a free agent, but he's 31. Not going to be good anymore. And Marvin Jones Jr., who's on the Jaguars, who is, is old. Sucks. So what do you think about that trade? I want it. Yeah, so you like that. Now, obviously, lefty got like, Cordero Patterson I, I, I think I want it. I, yeah. yeah. Like I, so it was a good trade for lefty in the moment because Cordero Patterson was having such a great year. No, no, no right. So, but, and then but like, for example, I would have been starting Daniel Jones probably instead of Rodgers, <laughs> yeah, like, seriously. three TDs a week, you know? Yeah. Um, so really quick, how, how do I have picks from two different so you, teams? The initials so, here, you'll see who it's from. So you'll get, you'll get Tyler's fourth, which is... The, actually, the 401. It's the first pick. The no, no, right. But so I gave players to Tyler and yeah. St. Peter? Uh, no, no. So Justin, oh, that's just where that's Justin Justin's got fourth. that pick. Yeah. So Lefty had Justin's fourth, and then you just got it in the package. Why well, don't. Or wouldn't it make more sense to just say that those are both JSP's picks? No, right? because this one was actually owned by. You mean for them to say Tyler's? It depends on the spot. So like, I hear you. Okay. Because Tyler's pick is going to be number one in the round. Justin's is going to be, I believe it's nine. Okay, all right, all right. So, you know, the, just the, the, the positioning of the pick is all it means. I like my chances of finding a gem in the fourth round between those two <laughs> hey, picks. Elijah Mitchell was a fourth round pick. That's what I'm saying, man. That's a gem right there. Uh, I mean, like Mac Jones or uh, Davis Mills was a sixth round pick. Might be looking at like a TJ Ferguson kind of guy. Was it a Jake Ferguson? Jake Ferguson, yeah, yeah. <laughs> The next, never, never mind. So the next trade and the final trade of this squad before it was handed over to you is an, another Packer trade. So you got Randall Cobb and you got Alan Lazard. And you gave away two fourth-round picks. So one that it was actually your pick and Justin's pick, you sent it basically right back to Really? Tyler. Okay, so I don't know. I have a two fourth round. So you'll still have Tyler's fourth and I think right. you'll... I mean, this I trade is it. just like... What's the point of this trade? <laughs> More Packers. <laughs> no, Lazard, uh, he was actually fantasy relevant this year and has been mm-hmm. like, a little bit in his career. Um, but yeah, that trade's just kind of fluff. Yeah, absolutely. But that's it. I mean, your list is very small compared to mine, which is, oh my God, going to be like 50. No, it's hilarious <laughs> that, you know, right? But we talk about how many trades happen in this league, and my only two trades this past year we're pretty much getting Rodgers and his receiving core. Yeah, the best. <laughs> Okay, so let's start looking at your depth chart right now and what we're dealing with. So Love it. The quarterback, I mean, you really have three promising pieces. So if he's actually on a team and he's actually playing, Deshaun Watson, would you argue, looking forward in Dynasty, is probably your quarterback one. Hondo P. Because, I mean, like, even with how good Aaron Rodgers plays. Hondo. You, we don't know how he, when he's going to retire. Oh, you know, dude. But there's a lot of uncertainty dude, he, with Watson, like, too. So. He's the GOAT. He's my favorite quarterback ever. One of my favorite players, athletes ever. He could retire tomorrow. Yeah, literally. Like, Deshaun Watson's got to be the QB1. Yeah. So. Now, the only issue, obviously, this could completely turn on itself where literally Rodgers could retire and Watson doesn't get traded to a team. And then you're starting Zach Wilson as your quarterback right now, unless you would make a, a trade or another move. I'm cool with that. No, I'm kidding. No, you're not wrong. I mean, Watson and Rodgers, two, <laughs> two interesting dynasty assets right now, to say the least. If they put some weapons around Zach Wilson, he could definitely be exciting. And then you have Daniel Jones, who you said you'd literally trade for chips. They already got weapons, man. They got <laughs> Braxton Berrios and the boys. So I uh, know. I mean, Daniel shit, that's Jones, boy. four top ten quarterbacks here. <laughs> oh, my God. 
It's funny. I realized I got the two New York quarterbacks who both oh, are yeah, yeah. kind of dusty. If we look at the running backs, then we got Najee Harris at the top. Pretty easy what you're going to do with him, right? I would just, I, Unless you're blown away from a trade, I would assume you're keeping him. Najee? Oh, yeah. Then we got Zeke. So Zeke's, Well, really quick. I take that back. I'm cool with trading Najee if I get like a... A big Like package. an Eckler. Like a... Like a... Who would be a good comparable? Like a like a Javante Williams or like a... It depends on what you're... I mean, like, would you rather have Javante Williams who's currently in like a... Like, I mean, no, 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 no. I'm trying to think Javante. of a good example. Yeah, yeah, I'd be open like, like a Mixon. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, absolutely. Like, you said Mixon and Eckler, which is funny because they're both on uh, Sturk Daddy's team. I've, 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 and I've, I've talked to Sturk Daddy. He's got some nice RBs. Yeah, so... Sturk Daddy, if you're hearing this, I'm going to hit you up. I want Mixon. <laughs> so... That would be an interesting, you know, to see what. Well, you no, do I got. I was just trying to Obviously, think of you, you comparable young RBs. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, Najee could be the RB one. Like I said, who's the like? Oh, Jonathan Taylor, obviously. Okay. Yeah. So okay. he's he's worth fifty five. Najee is worth. I mean, I'm just looking at this trade chart right here, but she's worth fifty five points of value, and Najee's worth thirty eight. So right around Najee is. Uh, what the? What just happened? Oh, here he is right here. He's number three. Number three running back. But you said Javante, who's right there as well. McCaffrey's even worth less than Najee. Honestly, Najee is, I think, my consensus two behind JT after looking at this list. Mm -hmm. Like, Swift is good, but, like... He's also on the line. Oh, yeah, he's on the line. But Steelers, we don't know who's the quarterback, so... But outside of that, you got Zeke right now and Tony Pollard, so you basically have the starting running back for Dallas... That might not be the most ideal, though, because there were some games this year where Pollard was scoring. No, yeah, that's an interesting situation. Um, Not crazy about it, but... DJ Dallas, who's pass catcher for Seattle, don't really know what he's going to be. Penny's a free agent. Carson's injured. Mark Ingram, don't really know what's going to happen with him. And then Darrington Evans. So you even said it yourself, running back depth is definitely a struggle for you right here. Yeah. Wide receivers, it's a little more promising. So it starts at the top probably with Marquise Brown, who uh, is on Baltimore. We got Brandon Ayuk with San Francisco. Robinson, Allen Robinson. Tyler Boyd, Tim Patrick. That's a nice piece right there because Denver just gave him a ton of money. Let, so. let me interrupt. Shout out to Tim Patrick, man. I feel like once a month on a Sunday, he just goes for 9, 1, 10, and 1. <laughs> and if you started him that week, then you just – Lucked out, I guess. Wow. But again, just shout out to him. Vikings are are close to hiring. As we we had breaking news on oh, yeah, we're getting Harbaugh, right and now. the Vikings are coming to a deal, close to a deal on Kevin O'Connell to be the next head coach. Who is that? Rams offensive coordinator. I, I, I don't know much about him, but I think he's young. Just McVay coaching uh, tree. Uh, what does that mean for? Uh, speaking of fantasy, I was just gonna bring up the fact that. Justin Jefferson's probably my number one like overall oh, dynasty yeah. player, yeah. and who knows? Who cares? It could, <laughs> that, it could be dynasty impacted, though. So we've talked about these other players, MVS, Emmanuel Sanders. Then at the back end of the roster, you got Lazard, Randall Cobb. Those are your Packer guys. And then we got Tutu Atwell. Do you know who he is? I've heard, yeah. So the Rams drafted him. He was a second-round pick. He's been out like the whole year with injury, though. And then Seth Williams, who's another Broncos wide receiver. I'm pretty sure he was undrafted or a seventh-round pick. But these are guys that were just on your taxi squad, which... Right. 
I think have we talked too much about like what a taxi squad is? A little bit, but don't need to get into it. Yeah, now. Ba- I mean, basically, yeah. just think of it as like an NFL team's practice squad. No, no, no that's what you you're can just hold man. players there and then eventually make a decision. I will say about my RBs and WRs. I mean, I have good WR depth. You could probably combine a couple of these for an upgrade. That's what I'm thinking, right? And but it's annoying because I have good WR depth, but I want a high end WR. Mm-hmm. But I, and I have high end RBs, but I want depth. So yeah. it's like I can't. I kind of just got to stay pat because I can't, I don't have any good RB depth to help me get a high end WR and vice versa. If that all makes sense. Unless you did like a two for one wide receiver for one. Right. You could probably get an upgrade to some extent. So tight ends, you're pretty fine right now. I mean, you got Kittle at the top and then Henry. Yeah. He's a starter right now for New England. Uh, They spent a lot of money on him. Kickers. So you got Justin Tucker, Tucker, IDPs of note. I mean, we got Devin White. Rashawn Gary, you like that one? I do. I mean, he had a really good year. Pro Bowl alternate. Yeah. Uh, Devondre Campbell, another Packers IDP. Gosh, Team All Pro. Got the Packers here. Von Miller, who, I mean, he came among himself in the playoffs. Yeah, so far. he's nice. I'll take DeForest that. Buckner on the Colts. Trayvon Diggs, that's one you got to be excited about. Your DB position's pretty much locked down. Honestly, my, my defense is pretty nice. Yeah. And then Denzel Perriman, who actually had a really good year with the Raiders this year. So you is actually he a have safety some, or a corner? He's uh, linebacker, Perriman is. So, really quick, it's one D lineman, one linebacker, one DB, and one like flex, flex essentially. Yep, yeah, yep. And no one ever flexes a DL. Uh, it depends on who it is. Like unless you got like Donald. Well, for and... example, like Will has both the Bosas, so I've seen him flex <sighs> both. Um, but most people they'll start such a Will move having <laughs> both Bosas. <laughs> Randy traded one away like at the buzzer. To Will. Uh, like Joey, pre-trade deadline? Yeah, at the, at the like one minute before the deadline. He traded. What if it was like one minute after? Would you not no, let it go and count? <laughs> but the trade deadline is, you're going to find out, it's pretty wacky. Because it goes until, it's it's like right before Thursday Night Football. I think we do like usually 6 o'clock. And people are like active, done with work, till like the deadline. Hell yeah. So it's pretty fun. I mean, two years ago we had a big Tyreek Hill trade, which ended up getting Sterk a championship, so... Next, we had a 2020. We're just going to kind of talk about your picks coming up. So, 2022, this year, you got the number five overall pick. How are you feeling about that? Are you excited? I'm thrilled, man. Like we were saying, I mean, this isn't as strong of a draft as previous drafts, but what I like to do is if I have the fifth pick, I like to try and find like five or six guys that I'm pretty sold on and know I get one of those five or six and I'm. When I was procrastinating a couple of days ago at work, I took a peek at a couple of rankings, and I think I already settled on that. So mm-hmm. I, I, I watch a good amount of college football just because I'm in a pool, and there's nothing else to do on the fall on Saturdays. So. Oh, boy, you're going to be real excited about next year's class. And then you got 2024 has got some real good running backs, too. Braylon Allen especially, man. Maybe a stud. Mo, uh, Mo Ibrahim from the Gophers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is he actually like in rankings? Is he going in the draft this year? No, he's, he came back for one more year. Okay, so uh, yeah, he might be in there next year, but like, yeah. I don't know if you've heard of like Tank Bigsby. He's the big name Auburn, next year. right? Yep. And, um, oh boy, what is his name? Like a Tank's probably number one so far. Yeah, let's see. Uh, 22 class of... But I, I know there's like Wait, four... two teams actually like Tank to get a good pick? For what? In our league. Uh, no, because like I know it only gets you better odds. Yeah, it well, just gives you better be- odds. So. Well, like, so it does matter. And you can't really you can't really tank because if you stop studying your lineup, 
I mean, I guess you could in turn set like a shit line. I was gonna say you could pretty easily yeah. tank. But yeah, I mean, I, I think our league's pretty good about not doing it. Yeah, so I mean, three great quarterbacks at the top: Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, DJ. Yeah, that, that actually is Clemson. Still but yeah, is. I mean, the running B. John Robinson. That's the guy from Texas. Oh, they don't have your guy in there. He might be a later. Let's see. Jalen Berger. Who the fuck is that? And I watch Badger football. I mean, this guy right here for Ohio State. He's the one that put up like 350 and 4. Yeah, dude. Ohio State, every year they got two WRs. Marvin Mims. Has Marvin Mims been around for a while, it feels well, like? I'm wondering if he's related to Denzel Mims. Oh, that's why I'm thinking of that. Transfer Jordan. portal. <laughs> Doesn't even have a team. Uh, tight. I mean, there's a really good tight end. Um, that's on Georgia, that he's going to be a top. Oh, dude, he, uh, they're watching the playoff games? Holy yeah. shit, that guy's a unit. So, I mean, outside of your top, your top five pick, you also have a pick right in the middle of the second round right now, so 205. That's pretty good, too, especially, you know, if there's a guy that you're you're looking at in the end of the first and he slips, that could be great, especially knowing that a lot of the quarterbacks go in the tail end of the first and early second. And if you don't need a quarterback, that depth's going to drop right to you. That's so a that's really exciting. interesting thought, right? But then, and then you have the fifth and the third, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth. So, you know, those are all crapshoots. But we've seen pretty good players get drafted later in the in the. Draft. So my next three years of picks are exactly what the yep. standard is. Yeah, no Isn't that Like, I'd probably be the only team that has that. Right? I would assume you are. Yeah. yeah. Maybe scrappy. Maybe. Well, <laughs> I mean, so Ryan, he has basically all his picks, but he's made some trades where he has a lot of picks too, but. He, this is the second straight year in which Ryan's going to have two top five picks. Last year, he got Jamar Chase and Kyle Pitts, which is insane. That is a nice haul. And what was that? Like, picks Three one. and five. So, he got three and five. Who went one and two again? Um, one was Najee, and number two was... Uh, who was number two? Uh, let's see. That is crazy to think about. Waddle? No. He went, like, middle. Javante Williams. I feel you. Yeah, so, I mean... Is that Chase Will Is that Will with ETN? Yeah, and then he traded him to me, so now I have ETN. What was that again? The trade I did? Yeah. I think it was uh, two, two seconds and a first or something for ETN. Let's see. You were high on him then? Yeah. Was I, that pre-injury or post? Uh, ETN was it was post. I actually got him at, at right by the trade deadline. I went ahead and I traded for him because I just wanted to get another potential running back. So let's see. So that's interesting. Like that. Okay, so I give up one first and one second for ETN. That's pretty solid. So that so that theme right there, like the idea of a player that you want, like ETN for example, getting injured. Yeah. For, so he's out for that season. Definitely going to bring his price price point down for. So sure. right. So isn't that a good chance for you to jump on a? guy who's injured because yeah. you like him yeah. and his price went down even though he is injured and you absolutely really... i mean especially if you're for let's say that tyreek hill went down if you're trying to trade for him obviously the price will be way lower because they're going to be trying to get players that no no, no are right. gonna help them win so like dob so, you have dobbins yeah you would have been dobbins. a little more willing this yeah, year I got, to... I got dobbins in a trade too i actually got dobbins and etm both dobbins etn and Clyde edwards were edwards hilaire all from trades damn you gotta like your rb room so I got Dobbins, two firsts, a fourth for Saquon, and a second. That's interesting. So that's from Stirk Daddy. 
Man, Saquon's an interesting a, a dynasty asset, huh? Uh, I don't know about Clyde. I don't feel good about Clyde. I, got, I gave away uh, Mahomes, James Conner, a third and a second for Tannehill, a first, and Clyde. Ooh. Looking back, I wish I would have held on to Mahomes or sold him for because he goes along with really what my team is. I mean, he's only that trade happened. That trade happened like early this fall, right? Yeah, I was definitely with Slads the night that went down. <laughs> yeah, um, height. His team has no depth. If you think your team has depth, his is worse. Interesting. So. Wrapping up here, I mean, like, if you, if you already made mention of it. In the 2023 and 2024, you have all your normal fix. So that's good. It's not been ripped apart completely. What's your current view on, like, your team? And, like, what are you hoping to accomplish this year? Are you kind of, like, going with the flow and, and taking the values as they come? Are you going to be a guy that's going to try to compete this year? Are you no, gonna I mean, it's good. Build? It's a good question. Of? It's a good question. I mean, like I said on the top of the pod, my first ever dynasty league across any sport. So I think I need to figure out the market in general to begin yeah. with. Like I need to, I know you have this one software you use that gives value to each player. Yeah. And I need to start using tools like that just to understand what the actual value is for each player, you yeah. know, based on their age and their talent levels and how much a young player is worth compared to an early draft pick. Yeah. You know, like I just, Understanding the whole landscape behind that before I trade away Zeke and Pollard in a package, you know, yeah. like. But with that being said, I mean, we were looking at my team last year, and I mentioned it. I had the QB seven, two top seven RBs, a top twenty WR, top five tight end. I, I'm, I'm gonna come in and compete, you know. Yeah. Especially, I mean, he's barely missed the playoffs both years too, so you clearly have the team to compete, and you just gotta steal a couple wins. Um, right. No, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited to, again, get more familiar with sure. that market and get more familiar with each league member's tendencies and mm-hmm. how much they ask for in a trade package. Like Absolutely. I know you said Scrappy is always asking for way more than he deserves. <laughs> so just, again, uh, you know, getting a better understanding of all that. But yeah. generally speaking, I think I got a team that could compete for sure. I know, like, Sterk Daddy and Cascade Bear got some nice squads, but... Yeah, they're really in a tier by themselves, to be honest, if you look at the rest of the league. Andy's got Andy's got a really good team because she's got a lot of picks. She's got a lot of good players. But, you know, she just hasn't been able to get over the hump and get herself into yeah. that tier yet. Which is funny because she had Christian McCaffrey, and I'll never forget that trade that she did with D Slads, where D Slads sent away, like, what, four first-round picks or something like that? It was just insane. Damn slads. And one of those ended up being Justin Jefferson. So when we get these slads on, I'm sure he'll talk about that trade and what his thoughts were when he made it. Oh, dude, he's going to be so pissed when you bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you have any final thoughts kind of on your team, the league in general, before we wrap I'll, up? I mean, I'll say it again. I'm super excited. I mean, that I, I know some people in this league more than others, but everyone obviously is into sports and fantasy sports specifically, so everyone's going to be able to converse about similar interests let's say and once it gets warm out we can do meetups every now and then and stuff like that and yeah like i just said about my team too i think it's a team that can come in and compete right away and i just i'm excited to experience the intricacies of 
dynasty fantasy because yeah. I've never done it before. So it's pretty overwhelming, honestly, like just seeing all these messages from usernames that I'm, I don't really know asking <laughs> me to like trade me my best player. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And at the end of that, I mean, you might even experience the whole spectrum. You might be all in and competing where you're like trading the right picks. Right. But then you also might experience at some point in this league where you got to tear it down. No, 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 and you're right. trying to get as many picks as like kind of what I'm doing right now. But it's, it's interesting because like if I wasn't in this league, I would not give a shit about like the Deshaun Watson news that's going to yeah. come out in like May 12th, you know, yeah. like, so just following those storylines a little closer and following Zach Wilson's career a little closer. What the fuck did Mike just text me? He said Matt Nagy is the favorite to be the new Lions coach. Wait, they got rid of Dan Campbell? Ah, he's talking about offensive coordinator. That, yeah, they didn't fire Dan Campbell. Yeah, honestly, Dan Campbell, he's a stud. What is I'm gonna I'm gonna put a question back on you to end this. What's your read on Amon Ross St. Brown? I know you're pumped about having him. He had oh, a yeah. huge last month of the season. I was reading something a couple days ago about the fact that we gotta pause our expectations a bit on him because Hawkinson and Swift pretty much missed the last yeah, month. Yeah. What, and what, Goff, and yeah. I, I looked at, at a redraft ranking for next year out of Clint out of a cool, uh, curiosity. He was pretty much like in that 45 to 50 range for redraft next year. And yeah. I, that sounds about right. Holy shit, did he explode in the playoffs, though? Yeah, he did. He actually screwed, uh, costed me because I didn't start him. <laughs> I had Tyreek and Diggs in one league and three good RBs for a flex. And I just mm-hmm. couldn't start him over Tyreek or Diggs, yeah. even though they both kind of sucked in the playoffs. But yeah, I like I like him a lot. I mean, he's, he's definitely a piece of, my, piece of my future, but, you know... For the right p- price with how many wide receivers I have, I definitely move yeah. Him. I mean, if you look at how many, and we were talking, you even said like people have certain tendencies. I mean, if you look at, you can look at the trade count. I have nearly fifty trades, so it's like I'm one that makes trades a lot. Right. Um. You know that can obviously be a big downfall as well, especially if you get no a for sure. Right. I mean, even just reading this trade it's count, like it's like I, I, that's even going to help me out yeah. because I won't hit people up as much if they don't. Make as many trades. <laughs> like Ryan with 11. I'll still hit Palmer up to see, what, see what's good. Couple, so. See what his vibe is. Yeah, I mean, look if you look at the top, look at these three teams with their win percentages. Sterk, 73%, 33-12 since we started. Honestly, not a lot of trade and win percentage correlation. No. Like, well, Sterk's made 39, and he's got that high of Yeah, Sterk's an outlier. Randy and Cascade, I mean, they barely have traded, and... They still got pretty solid teams. So if you look at the bottom, I mean, they're kind of in that range of less than 20 trades. Oh, those are wins, sorry. Right here, I mean, lefty's made a good... So is everyone everyone else in this league, manager-wise, has been the same since it started? I'm the only team that has switched and it's been multiple times? Uh, And little slads, and that was it. Oh, Everybody else is the same, though. Yep, everybody's the same. All right, one more question for you before we... Hit it. What's what are you most excited about as me with me joining the league? Are you, how what is the is there a new dynamic in the league now? Give me your thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a lot of the teams in the league. They see it as an opportunity. I think the fact that you've responded is a huge plus because a lot of people. I think what they ended up doing is they were shying away from even like trying to trade 
with your previous manager because they didn't think they'd get a response. So you being, you know, willing to respond is definitely going to be huge because that opens up a completely new roster for people to try to yeah. pick pieces off That's of or, point, right? you know, negotiate with. Um, obviously, you haven't made a trade in the league yet, and that's fine because you're obviously just kind of getting the groundwork for it. But I'm sure once you make trades, people are going to be like, oh, now he's in, and here he right. comes. I'm excited to see, you know, you already said you've been looking at rookie rankings. That's honestly, that's probably my favorite part is scouting rookies because there's so much content out there, videotape and stuff to mock drafts, Dude, obviously. I'm speaking of content, <laughs> man, like fantasy football is. A takeover online like yeah. there there's so many twitter accounts with like nerdy looking high schoolers <laughs> that have like three thousand followers that like that have, yeah they're, they're at. i cannot believe it man <laughs> um but yeah i know but that being said it is entertaining to consume yeah. fantasy content so yeah well that's all we got in this episode we're gonna wrap it up here obviously it was great to have candle still lit on this episode his debut well i guess if you count in the mock draft or the uh, the draft lottery, but it's kind of his podcast debut. Uh, next week, I am not going to be the host, as it's going to be my episode of the team breakdown, as Will is going to be hosting it and uh, kind of picking my brain. Probably the most of the time is going to take uh, is going to be on trading, since that's what I do most. So, thanks everybody for listening, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>